It is Victory 91.5. Phil Wickham with just an amazing song, an amazing affirmation of our love for Jesus. A lot of what uh, Ray's been speaking on this morning here during his time of teaching on Pentecost. And uh, you've talked about the marital aspects of, of Pentecost, sure. but... Uh, the the children of Israel didn't always receive that. Is, is that is that an accurate understanding <laughs> and, of things? And, and not just them. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was I was talking with Kelly. Ran upstairs and Kelly, she, your wife? Yes, my wife. While we're talking on on marriage here, so you know, uh, she was talking to a number of different people. Who called and one was sharing. You know, saying, you know, I've never heard this. In fact, I've I've been taught different things in church, very much the opposite. And uh, it brought back a memory. I was thinking. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1980, it was at a Jesus festival, you know, 10,000 people in a field, and you're speaking in tongues, and it's brand, everything about it is brand new, and, and you know, I went back home to the town I grew up in with my best friend, and we were trying to figure out more, because, you know, it's, it, we had never heard of it before, and now suddenly we have this prayer language, and we're starting to feel these gifts like teaching and and others and prophecy and and it's like you know where do i where do i figure this stuff out at and so we literally went church to church to church to church now i don't know what was going on in western pennsylvania in those years but clearly it wasn't much of an outpouring <laughs> of the holy spirit because we never could find anything and we found some odd folks but we never did find anybody who had uh, you know Right, with a background yeah. based on what you had experienced. And there's no encounter like that. And so, you know, years go by, and I just kept everywhere I went. You know, went to college, I'd ask, I'd go to every church I found. I'd say, so. And so I came down here, and this so it was 1989 then by that time. And I remember I was taking karate, and a teacher was uh, a... Um, a Sunday school teacher, and I won't go into the denomination, but just a church. And... I was new to Georgia, don't really know much about Southern traditions and stuff within the various churches. And so I went to the associate pastor one day and I said, so here's what happened to me. And I said, do you know anything about that? I've been trying to figure this out. And he said, well, I have a few books. And he gave me these three books on how uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in tongues weren't for today anymore. And I said, well, as helpful as that is, <laughs> this, is this is already something that happened to me. <laughs> it was just the, the debate if it's real is kind uh -huh. of moot 10 years ago. So I thought, uh, I thought it was ironic that somebody would write a book of how it's not real. <laughs> and, you know, but, you know, if you look in the world today, as God has poured out the Holy Spirit across the nations, you know, there's certainly plenty of spirit-filled Christians in America, but across the world, you know, that's like 75% of the Christian world. So God has done this work. And so if you've grown up and, you know, you've, you've come across that cessationist kind of a teaching which says this isn't for today, you know, basically, you know, John MacArthur's and folks like that, you know, a person can be a phenomenal teacher like MacArthur, but have really, really missed one aspect. Some and, blind spots in areas. Yeah, and really be very passionate about it because, you know, there are, it's, there's, without a doubt, Pentecost is the one feast from the Jews and Christians both that there's just so many things that are battled and argued, but I think because it's about unity is why it causes all of those things. It's God bringing unity, and sometimes we try to force our opinions and issues. And so, you know, the best thing you can do for this is just take a breath. You know, take a step back, just like your marriage. I tell you what, when you have problems in a marriage, you can't force it. 
you know, you've got to pray. You've got to take your steps. And you allow God to do a work in you, God to do a work in your spouse. You just work it on out slowly. You can't, you know, most people split up because they're just, they're in a hurry to fix something. And sometimes you can't fix them. You just got to let God work through that. And, you know, the next, the same issue was with Israel in that day. So they're, they're, um, standing there at, the, at Mount Sinai, they're getting the Ten Commandments. God is, you know, he's talking. They're hearing his voice. They're seeing thunder and lightning and all in the shofar. And it just, they're just getting scared. They're confused. And so they don't hear wedding vows at all. They, they in a sense, hear their slave masters again from, from Egypt, you know. So take a step back. What has God done with the Israelites so far? He brought Passover in Egypt, and blood on their doors protected them. He delivered them from slavery, which, in a sense, just bad relationship. He killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. And so, to them, it should have been, this is what I will do to those who try to hurt you. He divided the Red Sea and leads them through. And he says, look, nothing is going to separate us. You don't have to be afraid of that anymore. He provided for them over and over and over all they needed on a long desert journey. And finally, after 50 days, they arrive at Sinai, and God says, hey, it's time to marry me. But the story, it, it does not go well. Deuteronomy 5, so it was when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness, this is the voice of God, while the mountain was burning with fire, that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. So you, got, you can see that they're terrified. It was intended to comfort them. They're marrying him. He was showing them how awesome he was, that they needn't fear anyone, that he was bigger and more awesome. But then here's what they say. Now, therefore, Moses, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore. Then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who's heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? So they say to Moses, you go near... <laughs> Moses had to feel like such a buddy to them. It's like, we're afraid we're going to die. You go. And uh, you go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say. And tell us what the Lord our God says to you. And we will hear it. And we will do it when you say it. You know, that's going to work really well. But nonetheless, God offers marriage and they say no thanks. And here's what God's response to that is. And you can just hear the heartbreak. Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they've spoken to you, and they are right in all they've spoken. Oh, mm. that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me mm. and always keep my commandments, that it might be well with them and their children forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents. A broken heart. I, I mean, because these were wedding vows. They were saying, will you marry me and I marry you and we'll, we'll be together forever and I'll protect you and I'll guide you. And all, and, and, and all they heard was rules and laws and, and, and saw him as fearful instead of saying, I'm going to marry the creator of the universe. They, they totally missed it. So for me, saddest verse in the entire Bible. You can hear the heartbreak of God. The, the ceremony ends. The bride goes one way, the groom goes the other, and the marriage is delayed for 1,500 years until the coming of Jesus. Would you mind uh, reading that verse again just so that uh, we get sure. a chance to soak it in? Then the Lord heard the voice of your words, and you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they've spoken to you. They are right in all they've spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me mm. and always keep my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. 
go and say to them, return to your tents. And where is that found again? What's the reference? That is in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Okay. And here is a little bit the end of that. But as for you, to Moses again, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I'm giving them to possess. Therefore, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you, Moses. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which your Lord God has commanded you, that you may live and that may be well with you, and that, may, that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Heartbreak. Yes, it is. Not the way a marriage should go. But on the good news, 2,500 years in the future, we go to the days of Jesus and, of course, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And he introduces us through John, uh, some new wedding vows that now represent us. So while the Ten Commandments are awesome, we have some very beautiful wedding vows in the book of Revelation. As we continue here with Ray Haynes uh, talking about the Feast of Pentecost, which uh, starts this evening. Uh, yes. About what time? You know, it's basically Just sundown. Ba- basically sundown. Uh, as we're continuing uh, to to go through this teaching, uh, what, what's what's a good reason for some folks to, to stay with us and come back? Where, where are we headed to next? Well, we'd call this the epic wedding vow redemption. That there is a that God did find a bride that was willing. <laughs> ah, some good news. We we need that, yes. and it's coming up right here on Victory ninety one point five. Breakfast and lunch has been happening at.